Harvest Australia Church podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. This morning, I want to, I want to, I did not know what to call this thing. So, um, you can make up your own title, but just so that we've got some some title to, to give it, I've called it Gifts and God, and uh, I want to start in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So if you want to turn there, um, we'll, we'll read from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and just as you're doing that, I'll just pray. Lord, we thank you that you're here this morning. Holy Spirit, we do welcome you. We, we welcome your presence right now to bring healing, to bring life to bring hope, to bring strength, to bring encouragement. And Lord, we ask that you would speak to us this morning, that you would lift us up, that you would do things in our spirits, Lord, that only you can do. And Lord, we pray that you would uh, uh, build and build and build your kingdom in and through us in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Just actually before I start, I'm just going to do a couple of adverts uh, as well. in, um, like Karen said, we've got Nathaniel Oliveri coming down for the youth. But uh, at the end of July, I've also uh, invited David Crabtree from Dayspring Church in Sydney to come on a Sunday morning. He's going to come. He's got a specific word that I talked to him about when I was with him in Melbourne, I think it was. And, and uh, it's going to really release healing and pray for healing. So uh, that's July the 30th or 31st, whatever the last, July, the last Sunday in July is, have a look at it, put it on your calendar, invite someone. It's going to be a great morning. And, um, and so I just want to put that out there so that you throw it in your diaries. Um, because th- these kind of things, God, God's building um, a relational network that we're part of. And, um, and David's very much part of that. And um, and there's other guys, senior leaders around that we're connecting with. That's really, it's quite exciting what God's doing. People who are hungry for the presence of God, hungry for evangelism, hungry for the word of God. And all over Australia, there's churches big and small that are, that are somehow just relating and connecting, not necessarily in a formal way, but um, I'm seeing it every week. And, and it's really encouraging. Um, and, uh, and I just want to let you know that's, that's what we're part of and we actively go after that. Uh, Peter McHugh from Stairway Church, we're in a cl- close relationship and growing relationship with him as well. And, and it's exciting that we can learn from these guys and feed from them. But uh, God is doing good things all over Australia. And he's always at work. He's always working things out, even if we don't see it or know it. And I know politically, sometimes it's hard to see, but he is at work and he's growing the church in Australia and he's, he is doing good things. I, I think he's preparing an, a generation now, which we're all part of, uh, to stand strong for the gospel and to do great exploits. Um, and so that's why we love just hearing what God's doing all, all around the place and, and, um, and so we, we keep connecting and uh, with a pastor from a church down south here um, this week and just having lunch. And it's just great to hear what God's doing again. And he has a real heart for that region and, uh, uh, and, and our region. And so um, we just keep breaking down walls and encouraging one another and in a spirit of unity. And, uh, you know, some are small, little churches, others are big churches, but... Um, 
you know, as I read somewhere recently, a, a quote just saying, you know, nowhere in the New Testament does it say, grow a big church. Uh, and yet it's such a major emphasis for us, 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 uh, to be focusing in on. And hey, it's great when you've, you've got people coming in and, and, you know, you've got the kingdom fruits happening and it's exciting and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and one of the defining lines, and, and this is probably going to be uh, one of the first video uh, things I'm going to record, I think, in our studio, which we're getting ready behind here, is, is it vibe or anointing? There's a big difference, but sometimes there's a very small difference to tell whether it's the vibe of an atmosphere or the vibe of people or it's actually the anointing and, uh, or the Holy Spirit. And so watch out for that one. Oh, that's just a little teaser. Um, but there's, they're all the things that uh, we're journeying through and we're asking the Lord. Of course, we're asking for growth and for souls and for all that sort of stuff. And as we said, we're, we're putting together connect groups now, some, some new fresh connect groups and, uh, and connecting ways uh, from the church. I think Brian Nelson's going to, he's changed his mind. He doesn't want to do the sauna night anymore. He's now going to do a motorbike club on Saturday morning. So something a little safer. Is that right, Brian? Yes. Sauna. Okay. It's freezing cold, so we just we'll wheel in the sauna and get it get it happening. Awesome. One Corinthians chapter three, and I think we're gonna read from verse five. What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. I planted Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So neither then the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. And we can keep reading, but I think I'll stop there because I think I want to summarize um, where I want to go today, but I want to talk about gifts, our specific gifts, and how God works in that. I'll always remember, and I've said it here, probably many of you have heard it also outside, but uh, there's a business book written by a, a, a business strategist guy by the name of Jim Collins, and he wrote a, a book called Good to Great. And I, I know some have read it. And it's, it's talking a lot about management styles and about success and it analyzes the stock market and successful people. And, and one of the things that he's analyzed is uh, his saying goes, we need to be uh, on the right seat on the right bus. So not just on the right bus, but we actually need to be on the right seat on the right bus. And what he's really saying is learn who you are. Learn what your gifting is and do well at that. And I think actually this 1 Corinthians chapter 3, this is what Paul's trying to say, is that we're not trying to follow Apollos or a method or a man's style or a certain way to succeed. He's, he's Paul's self-assured enough and self-aware enough to know what his gifting is. He knew that Apollos did something. He knew that he did another thing. And then he knew that it's God, in another NIV says, who gives the increase. It's God who gives the increase. And yet as men and women in today's modern world, so often we look for the ways of us to bring the increase. 
instead of us recognizing actually it's God who brings the increase. So when we honor him, when we hear his heart, when we recognize what's my gift, what's my talent, what am I good at, what aren't I good at, learning to hear his heart, then we can actually be really definitive on our strong points. Um, I'm sorry, I'm preaching from my phone this morning and uh, because my iPad went flat just as I started sort of working it out. So I'll be, you know, punching away on this thing all morning. But here's something I wrote down that I think uh, might make some sense to us. Breakthrough is sometimes realizing what you're not, not what you are. And so often we spend time on a whole lot of things that we might not even like We might not even be good at, but we spend a lot of time on them. We might even spend a lot of time grumbling about it. I had a weird dream last night that's just come to me. It's not prophetic at all. I declare that. But I was back in my um, first job, I think it was, and second job, and... and, um, and they were sort of letting go of stuff and my pay had been cut or something like that. And I remember that feeling of, of being completely out of control, but not only that, of not really knowing what, what do I do? What am I good at? I'm not really sure, you know, which path I'm going to take. And I had that insecure feeling. And I think um, that feeling can often be one where we begin a journey of questioning, questioning. And I think that's a healthy journey. Questioning, what am I good at? What do I enjoy doing? What do people enjoy about me? Ask family members. They'll be honest with you, I'm sure. If you've got family members like we have, they'll be really honest, Um, especially on the manual line. (laughs) Manuals can be blunt at times. And and so, you know, if you ask the question, you'll get the response. But I'm sure if you've got loving family members and you ask them, hey, what, what do you see in me? What do you see as some of my good things? You know, am I watering when I should be planting? And am I trying to make the increase happen when I'm actually meant to be planting or watering? And some of us, we, we, we go so long for, for trying to build the increase that we forget to plant. Planting takes time. Watering takes time. They're both relatively mundane, boring things to do. But when we water, we, we watch it grow, don't we? And we, we take time and we care for that thing. If you look at this, planting is like the evangelist. It's like the evangelist planting that, the word of God, the gospel out in new soil where something else is going to grow. And then, then along comes, once you've planted that, that seed, we need other gifts to complement that, like the watering gift. The watering gift is the pastoral gift or the teaching gift. And you can see all of a sudden we actually need each other and we need to honor those gifts in one another so that the kingdom fruit actually grows in people, in us. Uh, however, there's so much, um, sometimes we, we, we get it, I don't know, we get confused or we get disillusioned or we get disappointed in other people because they're not planting and we've got the passion to plant. So we think everyone should be planting and especially evangelists. They just want to be out on the streets all the time. We shouldn't be in here. We should be reaching the lost. And it's right. It's because they're an evangelist. They want to evangelize and they haven't got time to to pat sheep all day just looking after people and do that sort of thing because they want to get people saved. 
But the pastor's saying, hang on, that's all well and good, but we've got to look after people. We've got to love people. And the teacher's saying, hang on, they need to know the Word of God. We've got to actually teach them how they got born again and why they got born again and show them Scripture. And none of that's wrong. We need all of those things working together. And when we actually learn to honour the gifting in one another, we, I mean, in husbands and wives, it, it's, it, this goes like tenfold. We, we, we're so different. We speak a completely different language that we have to actually learn to honour the opposite gifting in one another. Learn to honour that thing. And believe me, it's 20 years and we've just now, this week, got it right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But we're, we're entering a phase where we're finally able to... No, it won't be 20 years, Kieran. Don't worry, mate. It won't be 20. It won't be 20. You just, we'll just impart that to you. Um, it's an amazing thing when we actually learn to let go of our judgments of what people aren't because we expect them to be something. And we actually look and they go, oh, that's why they love doing that all the time because they've got a completely different skill set than us. Some need to plant, some need to water, but God gives the increase. And so when we learn, just like Paul did, he was basically saying to the believers, don't follow me, don't follow Apollos. It's God, it's Jesus Christ who's our saviour. He's the one who gives the blessing and the increase. And so then it takes the motivation off man and puts it back onto God. I think it's a really healthy perspective. And that's why the Apostle Paul's the Apostle Paul, hey? He wrote so much of Scripture. But it's a real key for us in life, but also spiritually to realize that getting on the right seat on the right bus is really, really helpful. It's simple. It's practical. But when, when we're after breakthrough, when we're after increase, when we, because all of us want that, we want influence, we want to do as much for the kingdom of God and for Jesus as we possibly can in our lifetime, then we sometimes a bit of self-analysis doesn't go astray where we go, wow, I've been spending all this time doing this sort of thing, not seeing breakthrough. I've got no real favor on that. No one's necessarily recognizing that. I've talked to my family and they were very honest with me that I'm just trying to break through in an area that I'm not. And so sometimes that awakening can be a really, really self, um, self I don't know, fruitful experience. However, let me explain to you I was reading in Charisma, actually. Someone has gone through the New Testament and listed out. I mean, I've always said there's nine gifts of the Spirit because uh, Paul makes that pretty clear in 1 Corinthians. However, there's other gifts, spiritual gifts mentioned throughout Scripture in the New Testament that are sort of not grouped together. They're just talked about as spiritual gifts. Let me list these off to you because some of you, there's 25, would you believe, that have been found uh, in Charisma anyway. And uh, let me read them out quickly because some of them you'll go, oh, yes, that is a spiritual gift. That's my thing. And so it might be encouraging for you this morning. Are you ready? All right. Let me, my phone. Oh, here it is. All right. The first nine are the, the typical nine spiritual gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12 that, that Paul lists. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, helping. Okay, so now we're getting into the, the, the other ones, you know, from 10 to 25. Helping or helps, as some people say. Administration. We love the spiritual gift of administration. Ministry, service, teaching, encouragement, giving, leadership, mercy, apostleship, evangelism, pastoral guidance, grace, 
willingness to face martyrdom. I nearly deleted that one. (laughs) Intercession, hospitality, celibacy. This is 25 spiritual gifts listed in the New Testament. I've actually got scriptural references by all of them. Let me list out the books. Basically, 1 Corinthians does most of them. Romans, Acts, Ephesians, Luke, and 1 Peter. And if you read those books, you'll pretty much find all of those in there. And so what we can actually see is spiritually God has gifted us. I'm sure in this room... Each one of us has at least one of those things, normally a few. And then when we do a bit of self-analysis, say, which one of those do I really enjoy doing? Which one brings favor and and which would other people recognize on my life? Which has brought encouragement to me and to other people? Uh, And when we look at that and we go, wow, I'm actually good at those things. They're spiritual gifts. They're gifts given by God to you to increase his kingdom through your life. He'll bring the increase, but he'll use you and me. And so when we actually recognize this and go, okay, I've been trying to do this, this, and this, and maybe distill it down to just two or three, maybe major on one and have a couple of backups in case the first one's a dud, you know. And so, you know, I'm always willing for that. I like to have a few backup plans so that, you know, you you never know what's going to happen. But ultimately, When we distill down our gifting and the Lord's heart for us and what we're good at and what other people would would say we're good at, and that's not what it's all about, but what I'm talking about is getting a balanced view of, of a gift on our life. When we recognize a gift on our life, it brings increase. And there wouldn't be a person in the room who doesn't want to see an increase. An increase in the favor of God, the blessing of God, the hand of God on your life and people around you that you touch and come in contact with each week. This is the desire of the Father that we would help him expand and increase the kingdom of God here on earth. And through a gift, it's very powerful. Through a recognized, mature gift, it's even more powerful. All of us are gifted in various ways. But I want to ask you, and maybe even layer. Um, you know, a, a challenge or an encouragement to you in the next weeks and months is to begin writing down some of those gifts that you think he's given you. It might be one, whatever it is. And then begin doing some active things to release an increase. Because someone else, it's interesting how the sovereignty of God is, is a powerful thing, but ultimately he also leaves some responsibility in our hands. And I've talked about that before, the sort of two doctrines, but the sovereignty of God and man's responsibility work together to bring about kingdom fruit. And we can see here, Paul knew this. Paul knew that Apollos had to do something. He did something else and then God blessed it. Now, what if, what if Paul and Apollos chose not to plant and water? God had nothing to bring increase on. I wonder how many things in your life and in my life God is waiting on to bring increase. What's he waiting on to actually bless in your life to bring more? Is he waiting for you to water or plant or some of these gifts that I've listed out to be merciful, to help someone, to administer, to, to, be, to do ministry of service or leadership or uh, whatever one of those things is? Grace. Grace is a spiritual gift. Actually, I believe that. I think you need grace. You need a spiritual gift of grace to have grace. 
But prophecy, working of miracles, faith, words of knowledge and wisdom, these are powerful things. I wonder how many things like that are laying, just waiting, they're poised for the increase to come. But he's waiting for you and me. The sovereignty of God often is released through the responsibility of man. It's two doctrines that are twisted. It's weird, it's warped, and if you know what I mean, it's like it does your head in. But God loves to use us, his sons and daughters. I like to do that. I'm, I'm an acts of service kind of person, and my kids know. When, uh, when we do things together, we're loving one another. And, um, and, so, and I had a couple of guys helping me yesterday. We were, we, we, we were working hard, you know, doing stuff, shifting stuff and cleaning and all this sort of stuff. And, and, you know, that's a specific type of love language, specific type of gifting. Not everyone has it. Other, we have to learn each other's so we can honour each other. Because no point doing a gift of, um, you know, uh, acts of service for someone who needs, say, quality time or, you know, words of affirmation because you're speaking the wrong language. We learn what each other needs so that we can be self-aware and aware of others. And that's actually called love, not being selfish, just loving one another, listening to one another. And then we can actually give a hand to them and, um, and do all their weeding and gardening on a Saturday you know, <laughs> can you just poke the person next to you, see if they're alive? I know it's a long weekend. There should be at least half of you okay. The crows did really well. Won't talk about port. Uh, this. <laughs> did I have any more jokes, you know? I probably need a crude one just to stir everyone up this morning. <laughs> Ephesians 4.11 sets up a, a really the fivefold ministry. Many of you know that. And it lays out the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. And some people... Uh, don't worry about the order. Some people do worry about the order. Uh, I, I think there is an emphasis on order because it talks, uh, there's other verses that reinforce that about apostleship being first and then prophets and then the other three. Um, but again, this reinforces the point that not everyone will do certain things. Sometimes we get frustrated with people because we think they should be doing what we would do in that situation. But they have a different, completely different skill set, different spiritual gifts given by God. Who are we to say, I don't like that gift that God gave you. You should have my gift. And then we would get along. But actually, we're a body and fingers don't look like toes. Otherwise, they would look a bit strange. Mutant kind of X-Men weirdness, isn't it? See, I know the younger generation know what I'm talking about. Can you just give me a wave? Yep. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Russ. Russ, thank you. <laughs> All right. What should I do, babe? <laughs> All right. I had some good quotes, but I'm just not sure they're going to really hit the mark. Um Believe me, they're very good though, okay? <laughs> very good. Um, 
I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my um, benediction. No, I mean my conclusion. I don't think I've ever given a benediction in my life. <laughs> Nothing wrong with them, but... Here's the summary of what I want to leave with us, and I hope this is of some tiny bit of encouragement. And that is, you are gifted by God. Spiritually, he has deposited in you kingdom gifts and talents. Many of you know that. Some of you don't. Some of you still doubt whether he's actually given you any of these things. Let me guarantee you this morning, he has. I've read you 25. Do you know what? I think there's other ones as well that you can just dig out gems where he, he will show you the quality of the gem that he's put on your life. And when we honor the gift he's put on us, see, sometimes we have false humility. and We say, oh, I'm not very good in that area. Rubbish. If you're good in that area, be proud of it. It's a poverty mentality that says, oh, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not very good at that. Gifts of giving. Oh, you know, just hide it under the carpet. And it's good to hide it under the carpet. We don't need to brag about it. But hey, if you're good at it, you're good at it. Admit it. Honor the gift and God gives the increase. When we actually water the gift that he's planted within us, and it can be any one of these things, or it could be a generic one, it could be business, it could be a career, study, your, your brain, it could be physicality, you know, you're really good at working hard and all this sort of stuff. All of those things, when we learn to honour that in our life, God gives the increase. And we all want increase, don't we? And so what I want to pray today is that God would awaken that in, within you. Awaken that desire to discover those gifts, to discover those God-given gifts on your life and begin to move into them in a new way, with a new authority, with a new recognition. And one of the best ways we can do that is by honouring it in other people. Paul did this here and it's such a strong principle. He recognised that Apollos did something that he didn't do. He's the Apostle Paul. And even he recognized that, that there was other people needed in the body to bring about the kingdom fruit. This is why we are a body. And when people are, are severed from the body, they feel it in their spirit because they're meant to be part of a body. And we're actually meant to be with annoying people. It's just the way he made the kingdom. And, and Sundays are a big rally bash. And, you know, sometimes you have the old uncle on the chair over there raving on about, you know, all his old stories. That's just what you have at rally bashes. And yet in church, we, we look at that and, oh, oh, oh. you know, there's, we, we find something wrong in every situation. But when we actually just do away with that mentality, look from a kingdom mentality, and we look upon the body and we see all the honoring gifts, all the honoring gifts. Wow, it's phenomenal the amount of gifts in the this room. It's, it's like, it's, it's incredible. And so when we see that in one another, rather than seeing the faults, and believe me, this is not a natural thing necessarily for us to do. It's a kingdom thing. And so we actually appropriate the work of Jesus Christ in our lives and say, I am going to choose to be like this. I'm going to choose to speak about like this. I, I speak completely differently about, let's say, other leaders, pastors, churches, groups, whatever, than I would 15 years ago, I speak completely differently, not because one night I had an encounter, which if I did, it would have been great with, with an angel or something like that, but it was out of recognizing that's not how Jesus walks. 
That's not how he talks. That's not honor. That's not love. It's not even of the kingdom. And so I had to choose to operate in the kingdom. And you and I have a free choice to operate in the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness. And how we talk will evidence it. How we talk will evidence it. How do we talk about other people? How do we talk about other leaders? How do we talk about others around us? And when we take hold of that and we operate in the kingdom, we say, I'm going to honor that gift. There might just be one tiny little, you know, micro gift in there, but I'm going to honor it. And when we honor it, God gives the increase. And the great thing about Scripture is there's such an incredible principle in Scripture. And the world knows this. I mean, as you know, I follow, follow guys like Tony Robbins and The Rock and guys like that who are very, very successful. And, you know, one of the strongest principles that those two guys, and if you don't know who they are, maybe we'll show a photo next week if, just so you know who I'm talking about. But anyway, these two guys are very, very successful, very wealthy, fly around on private jets, all this sort of stuff. Everyone wants to be them, um, except all of us, of course. But... But one of the strongest principles they talk about is giving, generosity. Both of them talk about it all the time. They on Instagram and Tony Robbins, very successful business uh, mentor to you know billionaires all over the world, and he talks about it. And his one of his principles is generosity. What we sow, we reap. The world knows it. And when we do this with gifts with one another, with honour, honouring one another's gifts, and, and it doesn't mean you have to let people tread all over you, walk all over you. Well, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's a recognition and it's an honour of one another. And then we can actually operate in the kingdom together in unity because we can recognise, oh, man, that's their gift. Then, then we just want them to go as strong and as hard and as loud in that area that they possibly can and, and, and honour that on their life. And then the gift increases on them and on us. And it's a kingdom principle. Paul knew it so well. And I think we're learning it. God's showing us it. And I want to really encourage us to go the next step in that from here on, is to take hold of it. Write down some of those gifts that we think the Lord's speaking to us about. Write them down. Pray on it. Ask the Lord for increase. Uh, maybe you don't know. Ask some loving people around you who might encourage you in some of those areas because I believe this is a kingdom principle that does bring increase. It does bring increase. Uh, Karen and I have seen this in our lives, and it's, it's not just a financial thing, but what you sow, you will reap. Are you sowing blessing? You'll reap blessing. Are you sowing judgment? You're going to reap judgment. I'm sorry, it talks about it in Matthew. Are you sowing honour? Then you're going to reap honour. Are you sowing love? I mean, you could go on for days talking about all these things. We watch what we're sowing because we want to be reaping the kingdom. We want to be allowing God to increase on us on our gift and on others around us, his kingdom increase. And that's that we all desire that. And that's what I want to pray for today. So if you'll stand, it would be great. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you that your word is so powerful. And Lord, we pray today that you would release even a fresh awakening, a fresh belief. And I yeah, just sense it again that there's numerous, particularly ladies and a few men as well, who don't even believe for yourself that, that self-worth, that, that acknowledgement that you would even have any of those gifts or that anyone would want them. And we just take captive those thoughts right now in Jesus' name. 
and we submit them to the cross of Jesus. And Lord, we ask that you would wash with your blood all unbelief, all disappointment, all fear, all rejection. And Lord, you would bring a self-assurance in your name, a self-assurance in your love and your power and your presence. Lord, upon those people today, that they would walk with a fresh knowledge of authority, a fresh knowledge of intimacy with you, a fresh power on their lives of acceptance, of sonship, a spirit of sonship. And Lord, we pray for increase for your kingdom's sake. Lord, we pray for increase. Lord, we pray that we would honor those with different giftings, that we would operate well with others. Lord, we pray that gift of sowing and reaping would be a sowing of blessing would be a sowing of blessing. We do that even over our region today, Lord, a sowing of blessing into every other church in this, in this region, Lord. We just bless them, bless them financially, bless them with, with salvations, bless them with healing, bless them with your presence. Lord, we pray that over the homes in this region, bless them with intimacy with you, with visitations, with dreams, Lord, with, with blessing, even, even from this region, Lord, that we would touch many, that we would touch many. And Lord, as we begin even to increase our outward focus and looking outward and loving on the college and homes and people, Lord, we pray for increase. Lord, we'll, we'll water and we'll plant, but we pray for increase. We pray for increase. Just lift your hands right now. I just want to pray uh, for increase over all of us. Look, kingdom increase, kingdom increase. If you need some financial increase, you can sneak that in as well. But Lord, we just, we just bless this harvest family today. And Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would fall in this house, your presence would break off any poverty, any negativity, any doubts, fears, disappointments, disillusionment. And Lord, that you would release the virtue and the life of Jesus Christ in us and through us. Kingdom of God be released right now, right now in this place. The kingdom of God. Be released in this house upon every person. Lord, for kingdom increase, for kingdom increase. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, even a fresh touch right now. Fresh touch, fresh touch in Jesus' mighty name. Yes, Lord, fresh touch, fresh touch, fresh anointing, Lord. For increase, for increase, increase, fruitfulness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.